the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 61. On today's episode, we talk about motorcycle mishaps in Vietnam, getting stuck at Machu Picchu, and some bad reviews. <laughs> Let's get into it. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy. Ahoy! What up, what up? Episode 61. Is it 61? Uh, yes, it is. It is episode 61 of the Not So Bomb Voyage podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. Bringing you another episode of When Shit Goes Wrong on the Road. That's right. Welcome back, Voyagers. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, travel news is slim still, but slim. Christine has an action-packed episode and she's leading the charge today. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last episode was just you, right? It was all me. <laughs> it was all you. I mean, I was there. I was giving my witty commentary and whatnot. But Your witty banter. My witty banter. But you were doing the, all the stories, and I'm doing that this week. I was doing all the grunt work. Yeah, you really were doing the grunt work. Grunting. You were going, <laughs> here's a story. Here's another story. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. So at the moment now, Christine's going to do all the grunt work. Yes. She's be like, uh, No, uh. I'm happy to do it. It's the happy work. I go, yeah. uh, uh. Uh, uh. We just switch it up. <laughs> We're switching it up. So this week I have a Voyager submission, Woo! doing bad reviews, Woo! and we have a new segment which we will be introducing, and I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. Can't wait. Uh, I know what it is already, but I I can't wait for you guys to find out. (laughs) Exactly. I know what the segment is because we talk about it. We're a team, guys. We are a team. And you are part of the team, but you you don't get to find out everything straight away. You have to listen to the episode. That's right. And And you know what team players do, just quickly before we get started? They win. They win, but they also rate and review the podcast. Oh, yes. We always ask at the very end of the show, like the very last thing, where I know most of you have probably already checked out. So we're asking at the start this time, we would love you to rate and review the podcast and at a very minimum, absolute minimum, Tell a friend about it. Yeah, at least just one friend. One friend. I know you all have one friend or family member or a cashier at the local Safeway. Yeah, just go to the grocery (laughs) store and just be like, uh, total is $13.92. Thank you very much. And listen to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. And that is it. That's all we're asking. That's your homework for this week. That's your homework for this week. Yes. Message us about it and let us know you did it. And we'll give you a kudos. We'll give you a kudos. We'll give you a shout out. If you message us on Instagram at Not So Bon Voyage and you tell us who you told, we will give you a personal shout out next week. And if you don't, well, we won't. Extra points if you send us a selfie, a mask selfie with the person you told. Yes. That excellent. That could be fun. We'll, po- <laughs> we'll repost it on our Instagram. We'll repost all of your selfies and we'll give you a shout out. All right. That's it. That's your homework for the week. Let's get into the stories. Let's get into it. So let's just kick it off. We're doing a Voyager submission. Bang. Uh, do the grunt do work, this. Christine. Uh, okay. Voyager submission. Okay. <laughs> Voyager submission is, for those of you that are new, are stories that our listeners are sending in. You can do that on our Instagram, and you can also do that on our website at notsobonvoyage.com slash submit. We've told stories over the last 61 episodes from our amazing listeners, and here is another one. Yeah, we love these stories because they're just like stories we would have never heard unless we had this podcast and people send them in to us. So it's cool to hear your guys' crazy tales from the road. Because there are a lot of stories like that because... We've told, you know, like last week's story and all the stories, they're generally stories that are popular or mm. they're, you know, they made a movie about it. They made a book mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. There's news articles. Like some of them are crazy. Like some of them 
are really famous, like 127 Hours, People Stuck in the Caves. The Josh Hartnett one. The Josh Hartnett one. Or Arnett. It's a um, contested debate. Yeah, it's still contested. <laughs> but these voice submissions are great because these are like the unheard stories. And this it gives you an opportunity to tell that crazy travel story that you never got to tell in the past. So let's let's get into it. And what I really like about these as well is that they may not be the craziest, like I was stuck on a mountain for seven days and didn't have any food stories, but these are stories that ring so true for travelers. And it's like, oh my God, I've literally been in almost that exact situation. And so many people can relate. And it's like, yep, this is what happens when you travel. They're almost more relatable because I don't know how much of our audience can relate to breaking their back while snowboarding on an, on having to shelter in the ice for seven days. Yeah. If you have, good If you have, you. well done. Well, then you can relate to <laughs> everything. Yeah. Have you ever survived a plane crash uh, where you fell down 10,000 feet on your seat, strapped in and landed in the jungle and survived? And no? had to survive through the Amazon, like that's, Julianne Kopke. That's a crazy story. That's a crazy story. That's Check a good out. one. Go listen. Go back and listen to that one. Okay. But today- Let's get into this one. We are talking about- a new listener named Jake. Jake, what's Shout going on? Shout out to Jake. Shout out to Jake. Who, who submitted both on our Instagram DMs and on the website. So it was uh, double. This is a guy who knows how to submit a story. Jake, Jake, I'm liking him already. Yeah, so his Instagram is at jakethetraveler93. It, let me guess. He's a traveler? He's a traveler and he spells it with two L's and he's from the UK. Oh, that's right. He uses two L's. Right. Shout out to our British English people, which are our... <laughs> British uh, English people. Yeah, well, United Kingdom and Australia, the double L of travel. Yes, exactly. Unlike Not to America, be mistaken with, with the, the single, single L, L, which is my preference, but to each their own. Jake the Traveler with two L's, 93. All yeah. right, good stuff. So his submission is a story from back in early 2015. Good year. Good year. So he was uh, 21 back then, and he had never before traveled outside the UK. Oh, first time travel stories. First always, time travel stories, early 20s. Yeah, always, uh, always a good tale. Always a good start to a story as well. Everybody has travel. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got it. In fact, he'd never been on a plane before. Oh, even better. Yeah. So Jake took the leap and booked a one-way flight to Southeast Asia for a solo backpacking trip. Love it. Great spot. My, You know, my first trip as well. I know I was 20, but my first time I'd been on a plane, I think just domestically, but my first international trip was also to Southeast Asia at 20, which I feel like a lot of people probably did. It's a popular spot, it's a definitely. Spot. It's a really good backpacking uh, region because it's just like, it's kind of easy a little bit, you no, know? No, it's good. Yeah, Thailand. Thailand. So he arrives in Bangkok, yep. you know. Great time, great spot to start. the heart of Southeast Asia. Great spot to start. Good, good. That's what I wrote. Great starting point. Great starting point. There you <laughs> go. Literally in my notes. So he makes it to Bangkok. He travels through Thailand, Burma, and Laos. Laos? Lao? Lao. Lao. Okay. Silent S. Silent S. <laughs> it's a silent... It's a silent, it's a silent, silent killer. killer. <laughs> silent S. Anyway, um, so he... It's, everything's going smoothly. He's going through these countries. No real real not-so-bon voyages. Having a great time, I'm sure. That's when you get your, du- your guard down. <laughs> Early 20s. Oh, my God. I mean, he'd be having a freaking blast, right? Yeah. Getting drunk, staying in hostels. I mean, we don't know what his drinking life is like, yeah. but I'm sure he had a lot of fun. He did stay in hostels. Okay. And... And like many Southeast Asia travelers, he learns how to ride a motorbike. Yeah. Of course. Standard Southeast Asia. That you got you gotta be on a motorbike to get around. Little scooter, yeah. Yeah. Bing bing. Yeah. So he learns that in Laos, he gets pretty into it, and then he decides to buy a motorbike in Ho Chi Minh. 
In he's really Vietnam. going for it. In Vietnam. He's into it. He's like full, full-fledged into I, it. I'm now a motorcycler. Well, Vietnam's a pretty big motorbike spot, right? Yes. A lot of people... Vietnam is one of those countries that a lot of people do long motorcycle trips because it's uh, it's very long as a country. <laughs> long. It's very long. Okay. How many times can I say long? Uh, it is a long country, north to south, south to north, are two uh, typical trips that people do. And it's got a lot of countryside as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm saying people don't go east to west. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't wouldn't really make sense. You're no, not going to be a short far. trip. A very short trip. It's, it's like, like I'm, I'm not going to go north to south. I'm going east to west. No, but it is a popular time. spot for people to do uh, like backcountry motorcycle trips where they go and pack everything onto a bike and they'll go for two weeks and they'll ride the whole country and they'll go in the countryside and something I would love to do. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've talked about it. I know I've a lot of people it. have talked about doing it or have done it. So it's it's a popular thing. It's not crazy, you know? Yes. Um. So he gets his bike and he cruises down to Phong Nha. Oh, my God. I was going to look up the pronunciation. That's, that's, how, you, that's how you'd say is that, it. Is it? Okay. Phong Nha. Phong yeah. Nha. So he's going to Phong Nha and he's starting to feel pretty confident in his biking skills, right? That's how it gets. Yes. You, you get, get confident. comfortable. You get comfortable. You get cocky. You get cocky. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. You get comfortable. You get cocky. Then you get crashing. <laughs> okay. So he is talking to some more experienced bikers at the hostel he's staying at. And they're talking about riding the Ho Chi Minh West Trail, yep. which goes from Phong Na to Khe San. Khe San. Yep. Famous yes. song. Jimmy Barnes. Cold oh. Chisel. What? What, what, did you, what are the words that you just said? Australian music. Don't worry about it. Australia. Australia. So the trail's about 250Ks, and it's mostly like desolate, quiet roads. 250Ks, like uh, 180 miles, something. Okay. So it's not, it's pretty long, but it's not like crazy long. Not crazy long. So it's a pretty advanced trail, and you have to be really careful because if you break down, like chances are no one's going to drive past to help you, right? Yep. So you're kind of by yourself. By yourself. It's not very well trafficked. Exactly. So these more experienced bikers are kind of advising him not to do it alone. But Jake can't find anyone else to go with him because no one trusts their bikes not to break down. So he's like, eh, I'll just go by myself. Yeah, why not? When in doubt, go alone. (laughs) Exactly. Even if people tell you not to. He's a young guy traveling for the first time. You know, we all make silly calls when we travel for the first time. Yes. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? So he gets up early and takes off on the road. He's cruising for most of the trip. Everything's going smoothly. Such beautiful views. Really lovely experience. So quiet. Oh, it'd be so nice. Oh, it'd be so nice. I mean, you're the only one on the road and you mm. get these spectacular views. It'd Love just it. be so peaceful. It'd be so peaceful. Yeah. So peaceful. Until it's not peaceful anymore. Until it's not peaceful. Well, if it was too peaceful, then what, what would we be telling this story for? Exactly. So he gets about 200 Ks into the trip. He turns a corner and he heads straight into some gravel. Oh, nice. He loose pan- gravel. Loose gravel, which is exactly what happened to me when I was in my motorbike accident in Nicaragua. You were, used to be a hardcore motorbiker. Yeah, exactly. Bikler. <laughs> <laughs> Bikler. So he starts to panic and he breaks, which is what you're not supposed to do when you hit gravel. Yes, because you will lose traction and you'll all over the place. This is a good life lesson, you guys. If you're on a motorbike and you hit gravel, do not break because you'll break. skid out. Yes, you should just release the ignition. Uh, the acceleration, sorry, and just try to like roll through it. Exactly. So he ends up flying over the handlebars and landing on the gravel. 
He's wearing board shorts. Yep. <laughs> so not exactly like the leather outfit that you're supposed to wear when you're motorbiking. <laughs> I believe in Vietnam it is a recommended attire for motorcycling across the country. Board, board shorts. shorts and flip-flops. I mean, everybody, that's what everybody does. Luckily, he's wearing Converse, so he doesn't have the flip-flops, so he, his feet are pretty protected, which yes. is good. And I'm not going to stand here and try to pass judgment on Jake because I scoot around on a scooter in Bali on in board shorts and barefoot and sometimes no top a lot of the time. So right. not, not the recommended attire but you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do you don't you're not wearing your chaps in bali i'm not wearing my, i'm not wearing my full leather in with a thousand percent humidity no <laughs> i'm not i'm just i'm shirt open board shorts coming back from the beach no shoes and uh just just risking that skin as long as you're wearing a helmet always wear a helmet always no wear a helmet what. guys yes yes okay so poor jake is laying there he's in the gravel he's flung over his uh handlebars and he has, says he has an inch deep hole in his arm Ooh. and his leg is bleeding oh okay so he's not in a good way no he's not in a good way his bike is also leaking fuel yep cool and it won't turn on yep awesome all, all awesome things all to happen. great things all great things happen to you but what's the worst part he hasn't passed another vehicle in about five hours. Oh, wow. So he's just hanging out there. Yeah. So, well, he's been biking and in that whole time he hasn't oh, passed another. Oh, he hasn't passed one. Right. Yeah, gotcha. So he's alone. <laughs> so he's like, this is a pretty quiet road. Right. So at this point, I would be panicking. I don't know what you, how you would be feeling. Uh, yeah. You know, you start to panic a bit. He's also got like extra fuel on his bike because the long drive, they say like bring a bunch of fuel. So I would be thinking that the bike is going to explode. Okay. Because remember yesterday at dinner, we were at that outside heater and I thought it was going to explode. Yeah. Christine <laughs> smells gas because I turned the heater and she's like, I think it's going to explode. I, I I just think of like an action movie. Like the, the, it's going to blow, you know? Is that gas? <laughs> she's going to blow. <laughs> that would be funny if I ran and just like dived. dived onto the concrete and just like, it's going to blow. Dived or dove? Um, I think you could either. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, he manages to jumpstart the bike, but it's jammed in second gear. So okay. I don't know what that means, but it's probably not good. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, you can start a bike in second and take off. Right. So he's trying to get up the hills and kind of coast down, but he's going very slowly. Oh yeah. If you had, if you were stuck in second, you couldn't get down to first and you were trying to go uphill, it could be problematic. You typically want to be in the lowest gear if you're like at a very steep incline. Right. Exactly. So he's going pretty slowly. Yep. He also doesn't have a first aid kit which you should probably have one of those. Yep, yep. So his wounds are, are not good. So he makes a tourniquet for his arm with a pair of boxer shorts. Good. A, a spare use. pair, not the ones he's wearing. Right. Takes off his shorts. So now he's naked. <laughs> he's, he's naked. naked and he's bleeding and he's just riding in second gear. <laughs> <laughs> bung, 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 he's probably bung, a sight to see. Yes. So he is go, he's like, okay, well, I just have to get through the last 50Ks, but it starts to get dark. So eventually a Scottish couple on two bikes drive up behind him and they pull to the side and they offer to tow his bike, but they can't get it to work. So tow his bike. Yeah. Like behind their bike. They're they're on on bikes. Yeah. Okay. But they, it can't, it doesn't work. (laughs) Okay. So basically they tell him they're going to go ahead to Quezon and try to get help. So at this point, Jake's bike keeps cutting out and he's running out of water. So he's really struggling. So this couple gives him some water. They give him a headlamp and they promise they'll send help. Send help. And they go to Quezon. And that's the last he ever saw of those people. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. No one ever comes for him. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, uh, they tried to send somebody back and the person didn't go or they forgot about him or they were just like, eh, bye. (laughs) Like, ah, it's way too much effort. 
They did give him water and a he- and a headlamp, but yeah, he never saw them. So again. they just fucked off on him. They fucked off on him. Yeah, and they never sent help. No. Wow, that's a bit sketchy. I know. It's not very nice, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened. Maybe they got in an accident in some way, but who knows what, what happened? But uh, so eight hours later, I don't wow. know if it was eight hours. I think it was eight hours from the first from when he left. Quite the journey, Jake. <laughs> yeah. So he barely arrives to Quezon with a busted bike and some serious wounds. Luckily, this is Southeast Asia, so it's only about $10 to fix his bike, <laughs> whereas in the States, it would probably be like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, some guy's like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Some 14-year-old motor mechanic is just there smoking cigarettes going, yeah, I got this covered. Don't worry. With a bag full of gravel that they're about to take out to get the next person. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, he also goes to the hospital to get his wounds cleaned. He gets an x-ray, which is also only $10. Apparently everything in Vietnam is ten dollars. It's like every it's like a everything for a dollar store. Everything for ten dollars. Yeah. Motorcycle repairs, X-rays, <laughs> medical attention. We got you. We got it all. And he said the next day he was back on the road. He still has a scar on his elbow, but he said the whole experience was worth it for the views and the story. Fast forward to today, and Jake now does insur- insurance commercials for State Farm. <laughs> Does he? Jake from no, State Farm. But, but whenever I kept saying Jake, I kept thinking of Jake from State Farm. Yeah, for anybody who's not from the US, you won't. That will just go straight over your head, That's including true. Jake from the UK. Yeah, sorry, Jake. But anybody who lives in the states, I'm sure has seen that commercial because Jake from State Farm is everywhere. And if you haven't, you can YouTube it. Yeah, no. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, but the way he does have is his full motorcycle license, and next year he plans to ride down Central America in his motorbike. So it, this did not deter him. He's back in the saddle, and he's going to Central America. Awesome. Yes. Go Jake. Unlike me, who got in a motorbike accident and has literally never driven a motorbike ever again. Well, you got in the bike that one time in Bali. Oh yeah, you're a yeah, bit of a wreck. you're a bit of a nervous wreck. Though. I'm such an I'm so nervous. Yeah, which is probably better. Like if you know you're going to be nervous on a bike, it's probably better not to ride a bike. You have it's to have so confidence. Dangerous. You yeah, absolutely. Central America would be a very cool spot to take a bike. Yeah, uh, I would love to do that trip one day. You could because you it's so small. You could really explore every nook and cranny. Yes, and you could jump from country to country quite easy. Mm-hmm. Starting in like maybe the south or like at least the middle of Mexico would be good. So you could do mm-hmm. southern Mexico, which would be yeah. cool, into Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't want to ride through the north of Mexico. Too much. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Unless um, you have a really planned out, but it can be yeah. kind of sketchy up there. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like from the from the West Coast, Pacific Coast wouldn't be too bad. Mm. But you definitely wouldn't go through the middle. Uh-oh, no way. Yeah, because the thing is with the motorbike, you're so open, you know. They're so, you're exposed. Yeah, they can see that you are a foreigner. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey. There's, You're a foreigner. Yeah, there's a British guy. Okay, so thank you, Jake, for sending that in. That was a crazy story. Okay, on to our new segment. New dun, segment. That's what we do in our segments. Bing. Bing. Okay, so this segment is called Working Title Travel Wins. Travel Wins. Woo. So, you know, we talk about a lot of uh, crazy, wild, not-so-bon-voyage stories of when shit goes wrong on the road, literally our tagline. So we thought every once in a while we'll throw in a travel win where it's just a good story about travel. Yes, but not too often. Not too often. Don't worry, guys. We're not pivoting. We're not pivoting. Usually we're going to do these uh, stories after like a really depressing 
uh, you know, not so bon voyage where something really bad happens. Like, like someone the, dies. Like the cave story. That was so depressing. That was really depressing. That was yeah. probably one of the most depressing stories we've told. I know. That was a few episodes a- ago, uh, the Nutty Putty Cave. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to that one, I don't know, something about that one was kind of jarring. Yeah, it was a real tearjerker. There was yeah. a lot of elements, you know, with the family and everything. If you have a listen to it, and he wants to listen to something depressing, go back. Yeah, yeah. But, it's still a good story, though. Yes, but we had we did have this idea a while ago to do a section called Travel Wins, where every now and then we would just like, as a random, like if we found a good story where something just happened to work for somebody. It's mm. it's a not-not-so-bon voyage. Mm-hmm. It's a complete opposite of the show, but we thought it could be a funny balance sometimes if, if the story applied. And as Christine said, we're especially going to use these to counterbalance some of those sadder stories where people die because, you know, we like to keep things lighthearted, but, you know, when somebody dies, it's kind of hard to make a lot of jokes. Yeah, and we did the Nutty Putty Cave, and then we are just like, okay, that's the end of the story, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, I was like, this is a depressing ending. End of the show. Yeah, exactly. And he died. Yeah, so consider this the postscript of the that previous story. Yes, and consider this the new segment that you will hear whenever we tell something sad. Okay. So if we say we've got a travel win, it's probably going to be something sad going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You can right. brace yourself. Okay. Okay, so this is a heartwarming story. Woo! So this is a story about 26-year-old Japanese tourist named Jesse Katayama. Katayama. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So he has been stranded in Peru since the lockdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Japanese, but he came to Peru to visit Machu Picchu in March. Okay, so he's had a not-so-bon voyage. <laughs> yeah, that's a not-so-bon voyage. Yeah, okay, so let's, yeah, <laughs> this guy's had a not-so-bon voyage. So he came in March. He came in March, it's the worst time to come, to go. Yeah. Um, and he basically got stuck in Aguas Calientes. Yes. Which is the town just outside of Machu Picchu. So he couldn't leave. He couldn't leave. How come? Yeah. Well, they closed all the they airports. They closed the airports, yeah. Yeah, and he also really, really, really wanted to go to Machu Picchu. So he's like, fuck, I'm going to stay? Yeah. So he basically, he got there, um, he bought tickets to Machu Picchu. So usually you go there, you buy the tickets the day before you're going to go into the park. Yep. And so he bought tickets on March 15th. Uh, to go the next day, and the next day it closed. Okay. Uh, but that didn't stop him. He decided he was going to wait it out. I don't know. I think he probably couldn't get out of the country, and then he was like, oh, screw it, I'll just wait here. So he's just hanging out in Aguas Calientes for the last <laughs> <Yeah>. seven months. <laughs> yes. Wow. He So Aguas Calientes is a small town. It's tiny. It's just a tourist town, but yep. obviously right now it's probably very empty, just locals. And so he has spent the last seven months teaching boxing classes to local kids. That's cool. Which is awesome. That's very cool. So he's a boxing instructor in Japan. It's not like he just randomly decided yeah. to take He's like, what are you going to do? Um, I start boxing. Just teach kids how to box. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So he's giving back to the community, which is awesome. And Jesse's wait was well worth it because two days ago, he was the first person allowed to visit Machu Picchu since it closed. Wow. Not only that, but he had the whole place to himself. Really? Yes. So he had the, he was on the seven-month waiting list. And they're like, Jesse, your single ticket is ready. <laughs> yes. So basically, he's been, you know, giving back to the community and hanging out. And they were like, let's just get this one guy in. Why not? It's good press. Wow. And yeah, so he got a personal private tour with the head honcho of the park. Damn, that's cool. Isn't that so freaking cool? That's a cool, because that actually, that is a not so bon voyage that ended up in a travel win. That's very cool. Yeah, very on brand for our podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So he got a private, oh man, can you imagine being in Machu Picchu by yourself? 
I oh. something about this story makes me want to cry. I don't know what it is, but it just is like very Machu Picchu is such a uh I don't know. It's like this very special place for travelers. You know, it's one yeah. of the wonders of the world. Everybody wants to go there. And it's, it's a very cool spot. It's a very cool spot. And it's awesome that this guy was like, you know what? In, instead of just like packing up and shipping out, I'm going to stay. I'm going to get back a little bit. And then I'm going to, he gets to go by himself. Yeah. I mean, you so have, cool. Most people would have to, wouldn't be that flexible. No, yeah. Most people would have to get home. But... Hang out for seven months. Yeah. But very cool. But very cool. Awesome. So, good on yeah. you, Jesse. Good on you. And good on the Peruvian government or whoever let him in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I just thought that was so cool. And Machu Picchu is actually going to open sometime in November at 30% capacity. Oh, wow. So it's not even like open and he got to go first. Like they just decided to just for one day give him entry. Right, yes. Whoa, that's even cooler. Yes, it's awesome. Very cool. Also, they're going to uh, make Machu Picchu free for Peruvians. That's, another, that was cool. that's very cool. Yeah, exactly. A little travel win for the, uh, the whole locals, country. For the whole countries. Exactly. All righty. Well, that was cool. That was a good. I like that. I like the travel wins. We'll do them every now and then. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, there's not always, they're not always available. You know, it's not always like something great happens. But I guess maybe the babies born on planes can kind of be a travel That's win. That's a travel win. I, I saw, uh, well, I don't know if it's a travel win, but I saw like a, um, Kind of like a good-hearted story that was very... I read the headline, let's be honest. Um, I read <laughs> the headline. headline readers. The headline was that a, a couple, they got married on the US-Canada border because mm. as a workaround because of the travel restrictions because of COVID. That's so clever. So their wedding obviously got postponed and disrupted because of COVID, not so bon voyage, and people had plans to travel between the two, and they had guests from both. So they went to the border of Maine and Canada, I don't know, wherever, whatever that borders, <laughs> and they got married there. Whoa, that's crazy. And they had guests? Yeah, they had guests on either side. Whoa, that's crazy. That's yeah. interesting though, because does isn't a border the border's not really like one line, right? Usually it's like there you're now leaving the US and then there's that space in the middle and then it's like you're now entering Canada. So yeah. I wonder how they did it. It says like how they did how it. They, did it. <laughs> they got married on a wharf in New Brunswick, Canada. Oh. And it says it was across from the Saint Croix Saint Croix River in Maine. And the uncles, aunties, cousins. <laughs> I had a stroke for a second. Aunties. I was like, uncles, aunties, cousins, and friends watched the wedding. And grandparents floated in a boat in the middle of the river and watched the ceremony from a safe distance. Wow. That's clever. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I just. Grandparents I'm, are just in a boat. Yeah. I'm literally scanning the article now because I just read the headline. I'm like, oh, that's a cool headline. And I didn't read the article. So I'm like, I just got to keep it going. So I was like, uncles and aunties. <laughs> It's usually why we prepare ahead of time. Yeah. But uh, it's fun to do things on the fly. Yeah, it's on the go. I probably won't edit that out either. So you oh, just hear no, me no. stutter and, and, and sound like I'm having a stroke. People love a good stutter. Yeah, and a good, and a good stroke. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Okay, so we're let's, gonna wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's get what do we got okay, now? Okay, Jules is over it. No, no, Jules no, is no, sick of hearing my voice. No, let's keep it going. No, this is great. You leading the charge on the episode. Thank you. I'm all about it. I had to do nothing really this time. Job, I, I mean, I got to go edit it and fix it and do this. But apart from that, I didn't have to do anything. There's nothing to fix. I've done it perfectly. Okay, great. It's been perfection. Okay, so the final segment of this episode, we're doing bad reviews. Bad reviews. Or not so bon reviews. Not, not so, so bon, bon reviews. reviews. Which somebody submitted. <laughs> I love that. Not so bon reviews. Not I love so it. bon reviews. Okay, yes. so 
In honor of our travel win today, I'm doing Not So Bon reviews on Machu Picchu. I thought it was going to be that uh, bridge, that wharf in New Brunswick. That would have been really specific. (laughs) This wharf is very overrated. (laughs) This wharf sucks. Saw a stupid wedding. (laughs) One star would not recommend. Oh, great. I would love to hear what the one one star bad reviews are for Machu Picchu. You're about to hear them. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, You know, let's cue this up. Here's one I prepared earlier. Most of the bad reviews are too crowded, obviously, too expensive. Like they hit you up on on all, like on the bus, all, you know, it costs a lot of money. And then also a lot of people complain that apparently they're doing it. So like you have to go in one way. You can't go back. (laughs) Oh, okay. Which I don't remember at, I don't, that didn't happen when I no, traveled no, there. No, no, no. It was just all open. Yeah, it was just open. You just walk around. Yeah. I mean, I did go there 10 years ago, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed that much. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, bad review number one most overrated place on earth. Yep. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that's it. They're really making a statement here. Yeah. Founded in 1470, you Founded. can... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Founded in 1470, you can see only stones. Literally nothing else. Not a statue, a painting, a ceiling, a mosaic, a floor, a writing. Nothing. <laughs> it has been founded in 1470, so not so long ago. The place is a ripoff for tourists, but even so, it is overcrowded. What do I think this is a theme park? I have no idea. I think they're expecting it to be like, um, like the Sistine Chapel or something. Yeah. Where there's like you know murals or whatever. It it is stones, you guys. Yeah. If you don't like stones, don't go to Machu Picchu. It's also been uh, heavily restored. A lot of those stones had fallen down and were destroyed and things like that. That's but, a, that was also a common thing in the bad reviews. It was like, uh, this place is a sham. It's all fake because <laughs> it's been restored. I mean, they restored it to how it was. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, it's rocks. You know. There you what go. are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's rocks. Rocks on rocks on well, rocks. Okay, so the next review. Long walk, big rocks. Long walk, big rock. <laughs> That's it. I mean, they got it. They've actually nailed it. It's That's a poem. actually. This is uh, actually a poem. It's actually the tagline. Machu Picchu. Long walk, long walk big, big rocks. rocks. <laughs> okay, this is the review. Was a long walk getting there, and all it was is a bunch of rocks. Yep. I expect. It. I expected more from a five star rating. Five star hotel. Oh, sorry, rating. Five star rating. <laughs> I guess they meant like a five star location. Yeah, yeah. We have been informed there was a cafe and bar at the top. We struggled to find it. Bad signage. Vandals may have removed the signs. Mm, okay. I is there a bar? Oh, I doubt it. If there's, any, <laughs> I don't think so. I think somebody was uh, yanking their chain. I think so. If there's anything up there, it would be like just at the gate, and it might be a gift shop or something. But I can't remember there being anything except the gates that you go in. So yeah. So, you guys, it is rocks. Like, that's what... If you haven't seen a picture... Well, it's stones. It's stones. Yeah, it's, yeah. Stones. it's carved yeah. stones yes. made into old buildings. It's not rocks. Right, sorry. It is stones. It's not just a it's, rock. It's not just a rock garden. Yeah, it's not a rock garden. It's not, it's not Stonehenge. It's not Stonehenge. It's <laughs> a... I mean, it, you, you, people know Machu Picchu. It's a fortress. It was a fortress for the Incan Empire. It was one of the last strongholds when the Spanish uh, conquered South America and it was left untouched because it was in it was on top of a mountain at a very high vantage point and it was kind of abandoned as one of the spots and then Christine's That's like right. Christine's like yeah this is a history lesson I don't know <laughs> this is, uh, we are now a uh, Peruvian history podcast so yes. thank goodness Jules has that expertise specializing in uh, pre pre Hispanic conquering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly yep. right. Uh, so that whatever Jules just said about much Picchu, that's yep. right. That's it. 
the next review is called A Dentist Appointment. Yep. Love to know how this one goes. Uh, I just took the last line of it because it was really long. But the last line is, as with a dentist appointment, a visit to Machu Picchu is a necessary but not particularly pleasant experience. Wow, that's a nice analogy. Okay. <laughs> that is horrible. It's like a dentist appointment. That, good Lord. you that. Oh, my God. That it's person like literally like very pulling sad. teeth. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that person did not have a good time. Yeah. Okay, I'll wrap up with one last one. Okay. Urgent mosquito alert. Urgent. With about seven exclamation marks. Oh, you know it's urgent. Watch each, it. Each one exponentially making it more urgent than the next one. A hundred percent. Seven exclamation marks is, that's real it's, serious, guys. It's a lot, yeah. Watch out. Although Machu Picchu is wonderful, we had a less than satisfactory experience, never having been forewarned because of very aggressive mosquitoes. Whoa. The extra strength DEET was packed away for our forthcoming visit to the Amazon Basin because we were warned about this problem there. Yes, DEET, great for your skin. One of us had shorts on and both of us wore short sleeve shirts. After two weeks, we continued to itch and have unsightly bite sights. Oh. Another poem. Bite sides. My boyfriend was attacked by hundreds of mosquitoes and myself only about 50 or so. These mosquitoes are not the stateside variety. They are very small and leave a nasty pool of blood when they leave your skin. Don't ruin your time in this amazing spot. Forewarned is forearmed. What? <laughs> in all exclamation points. Uh, exclamation, What's er, forearmed? In all capitalization. I don't know. I, do they mean like your forearm is going to get mosquitoed? I've got no idea. Uh, I think maybe it means like you're armed and ready to go with, oh, with the deet. Arm yourself. Hey, yeah. Remember when you got smashed by mosquitoes in the Amazon in Peru and I didn't get any? Yes. Thank you for that lovely memory. Yes. Uh, that was amazing. For anybody who's out there who gets uh, bitten by mosquitoes, you will find me very frustrating because I Ugh. don't get bit by mosquitoes at all. And Christine's like a mosquito magnet. So annoying, you guys. And we were in the Amazon jungle oh, like eight years ago. In the middle of nowhere, staying in this little hut doing a, a jungle tour. And I was out there in a singlet, like a tank top for you American people, and board <laughs> shorts and thongs and no mosquito spray, just hanging out. And Christine's in a, a rain jacket, full mm. pants, oh, covered yeah. up, spray everywhere. And I still managed to smash her. Covered from head to toe. And I still got tons and tons of bites. And Joel's got not one bite. Is that is? Are there any mosquito scientists who can tell us why that is? Is it that I'm allergic to the venom and he's not, or they just like my sweet blood and he's sour, or what? I don't know. I feel like I've heard multiple different variations of this. Some people say it's a pheromone. Some people say it's the blood. And then it is sometimes people like I feel like sometimes I I have been bitten, but I just don't react to it. So I think there's also some people don't react. To the bite itself. Mm. So I don't know, but I'm blessed. I'm blessed. But I do remember getting mosquito bites back in the day as a kid. Hmm. But then just as I got older, I just don't I just don't get bitten by things. Hmm. Well, if anybody's a mosquito expert out there, hit us up and let us know what's up. Yes. Uh, et- etymo- etymology. And what I can do to avoid. Is that the thing? Avoid... Etymology? Bugs? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. We'll, we'll go with not, that. Yeah, we're not an etymological podcast. Just travel stories. Yes, just travel stories and when shit goes wrong on the road. Yes. Oh, what a good episode. Yay, it was such a good episode. Such I really funny. enjoyed talking this whole time. Yeah, I enjoyed you talking. <laughs> it was great. You got to just chill. Yeah, cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. And remember that if you want your story told on the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, you can hit us up on Instagram at Not So Bon Voyage. Give us a follow, give us a text, slide into our DMs. 
or you can head to the website at notsobonvoyage.com slash submit. And there's a very simple uh, submit form that you can crank out your details and we'll hit you up and that would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'd love to tell your story. We'd love to tell your story. Okay, guys, that's it for now. Remember that you have, you've got homework this week. You need to tell one friend. That's it. Just one friend or your local cashier or some <laughs> random piece, person you meet at the bus stop. Amazon Remember, delivery socially, driver. Socially distanced, of course. Uh, you have to tell one person about the Not So Bonvage podcast. If you tell us that you told them and you take a picture, we will give you a shout out and we will share the photo and we will think that you're the best. Yes, we will. We will think you're the best of the best. You're the best of the best. Okay, guys, until next time, next week, remember to stay safe on the road. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Peace. Bye.